if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I'm Alexa, also known as That Sex Chick. And if you haven't guessed it by now, I love talking about sex. Not only talking about it, but I'm obsessed with helping you create an epic sex life while cultivating deeply fulfilling relationships. There's so much more to the conversation than just the act of sex itself, which is why I created this podcast. You can expect this show to be packed with resources, advice, experts, and everyday people talking about how they have created the best sex and love lives for them. If you are ready to take responsibility for your pleasure, then you are in the right place. Now, let's go talk sex, shall we? This is a Soulfire production. Today, I have a show for you featuring the one and only Pamela Madsen. Pamela Madsen is a certified somatic sex educator who has coached hundreds of women on their personal journey back into their bodies and their own expression of the divine feminine. She is a fearless advocate for women's health and integrated sexuality and the author of the book, Shameless, How I Ditched the Diet, Got Naked, Found True Pleasure, and Still Got Home in Time to Cook Dinner. Today, we'll be diving deep into topics like stripping the stigma from infertility, female desire, and body image. Enjoy the show, y'all. Miss Pamela, so yes, <laughs> so I didn't say this when we first got on the call because I figured I was going to wind up saying it again here. Um, but the way that you came into my sphere, the way that how how I came upon Miss Pamela Madsen was through Kenneth Clay. So okay. I know Kenneth from New York, and um, we have just been. I feel like on a, a beautiful wild ride of support for one another. And I love leveraging his content and using it in my coaching spaces and all of that. And, um, and he just raves about you and talks about how <laughs> lush and amazing and the work that he oh, needs to do. I'm like his sex mama. You know, everybody needs a sex mama and, <laughs> and I like his sex mama. Um, yeah, I, I, I met him when he was just a little tiny sex educator and a little tiny speedo, um, you know, supporting and coordinating one of my events in New Orleans. And we went from there. 
and I've gotten to mentor him and support him and his growth. And he's he's a really special human. He really is. And I'm so grateful that he put you in my space uh, because on a, in a moment where I might feel like not so great about, I don't know, the way my hair looks or my body looks or like how I'm showing up in the world or something. Sure enough, one of your posts pops up on my Facebook or on my Instagram. And I'm like, damn, she's, she's spot on, well, you thank know, you. and, and I love <laughs> that. And also I'm from new Orleans uh-huh. so, and I've seen, I've seen that, um, that y'all have done a number of events in New Orleans and yes. any to any time someone goes to my really sexy city, I'm impressed. Yeah. Not for everyone. <laughs> well, we've been there many times and, you know, obviously all, um, pre COVID, but we yeah. are, we are, we are, we are slowly inching our way back. Yeah. And, um, because frankly, our bodies need this work more than our bodies have ever needed this work. You know, all people, but we'll talk about women. Do we mm-hmm. do you mostly talk to women, Alexa? I do. I talk to everyone. Uh, but I okay. would say because I am a woman, I, I'm pretty certain that across all my platforms, I attract about 60 to 65% female. Okay. So this can go for all genders. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we have been in a tremendous stress response um, since March. For some people, since the last election, depending on your politics, um, where every day there's been something huge and big and, and we don't get a chance to recover. And our bodies were not built for that. We're built to, you know, get in the headlights. Something's happening. Run. Freeze. You know, and then survive. And then release. And we have not gotten to do that. And our bodies are not built to stay on this level of stress response this long. We're just not built for it. Mm. And the cure for this, and I know this sounds very platitudinal, but okay. I don't know. Is that even a word? I made it up. It is. Um, It's a word. Yay. I love (laughs) that. I only toured kindergarten. So um, is touch is human connection. And these are the things that have been taken away from us for so many people. Um, The cure for this has also been removed. Mm. And as, and for those of you who don't know, I'm a somatic sex educator um, who specializes in the needs of women. We work with couples, but it's usually through the woman, through the female client. And we're, we've gone back to doing hands-on work and we're doing it, we call it COVID respectful. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, well, one, we have a virtual program. So you can actually work with somatic people and do somatic work, believe it or not, through the glass mm-hmm. and have community and sisterhood and connection. And that's happening. But we're also touching again. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that through reducing the size of our retreats to eight women. And everyone has to COVID test before they come and they have to show proof of their COVID test and we don't go on excursions and we make a little pod. And then we do private work, um, which we call room service, wink, wink. Um, And it's myself and one of my male practitioners. And again, everyone has to COVID test. And what we're finding is that we used to see, and remember, I've been doing this for almost 10 years in immersion. Mm -hmm. Um, which is tremendous and probably more than anyone in the world. And that's just not an empty brag. It's just what's true. I would see maybe one or two orgasm headaches a year or a Kundalini. You want to get spiritual about it? Mm -hmm. Kundalini orgasm. Okay. Once or twice a year. We just had a retreat up in upstate New York with eight women. Three women had orgasm headaches in our privates. We're having women, I would say more than half are presenting with orgasm headache. And is, what do you what do you mean for those that might not know what kundalini headache or what orgasm so, headache means? So what it is, um, you know, if you were to it's orgasmic or arousal energy that travels through your body, 
right? Getting stuck here, here. The women are clenching their jaws. Their jaws are so clenched from the tension and the stress response. Mm -hmm. They don't even know. Everyone rub your jaws. Like if you don't know what to do with yourself, you know, rub your jaws and rub your pussy. (laughs) (laughs) They're connected. And so women are super tight up in here. They're Mm -hmm. super tight back here. And there's no, there, there's no place for the orgasmic energy to run. So the idea is you want your arousal energy, you want your orgasmic energy to run through your body and out into the universe. Okay, that was me being spiritual. Do you like my star thing? I love it. I right? love everything about it. And the mullet so, in the background right. and the feathers. and Whole thing. Uh-huh. So the women are so clenched. Mm-hmm. that it ends here mm-hmm. in an excruciating headache. And so what we're doing with women is we're, we're introducing them. I mean, it sounds so basic, but we're doing hold me now sessions first where we simply they're being held in the masculine mm-hmm. and, and just literally held and cuddled and petted because they've not received that kind of presence, attention, rocking, and the practitioners always keep their clothes on. It's always one-way touch. And then we'll move into um, perhaps a two-hand, uh, well, two-person me. I'm a somatic sex educator and my male practitioner. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll start with a, um, a, a massage and begin to work. And really working the jaws and the back of the head as we move erotic energy through the body and that is seemingly helping these women and so the women who present with the headache were able to eradicate the headache really quickly mm-hmm. by working the energy up her back and working with massage in these particular areas so she can release it mm-hmm. and then um, in subsequent sessions keeping a lot of attention on the clench to be unclenched women are walking around in the clench mm-hmm. and um, it's affecting their eroticism. It's, it's affecting their orgasmic experience. It's especially when it's intense. So they may not be noticing it when they self pleasure mm-hmm. or if they're having routine sex with their partner. But when you're working with me and my team, you're getting Epicurean experiences. They're getting, why don't we say mind blowing? experiences that literally is blowing their mind right now because they're so clenched and so and they want these experiences and they're having extraordinary pleasure and they're having epicurean touch and presence and attention and their body needs help and opening to the pleasure that they want and the longer you go without this touch the longer you go without these interventions to the stress response the longer we go, the harder it's going to be for women. I'm, ex- I'm feeling like we're in a, almost at a crisis point. And it's not being talked about yet because people aren't really hands-on in the trenches with women. And I feel like I'm a canary. You know, I'm there. I'm doing what people aren't necessarily doing right now. And this, because this is what I do. Right. And I'm seeing a real shift. And I think it should be studied and looked at. And I want to tell women not to be frightened, but to take action. And when you start. Say, when you say take action or not be frightened, what would they potentially be frightened of? And then what kind of action would you say? Well, they may be frightened of having really extraordinary erotic experiences because they could mm-hmm. be frightened of this headache. And what I'm telling women is that A, it won't kill you. B, um, if you've been living in a really clenched state, that knowledgeable people can work with you to get you ready to have the ecstatic experiences that you want in your life. And that waiting is going to make it worse. Mm. 
waiting is just going to make it worse. And um, there's a lot of things women could be doing alone in their homes. Um, in our everyday program, they work virtually with practitioners. So they could be working this energy from their homes with guided practice from professionals. And if nothing else, ladies, stop holding in your stomach. Stop clenching. Massage your jaws. Like even reach in your mouth and like really massage that whole muscle in here and the back of your head. I mean, just notice right now. I mean, does your neck feel stiff? Are you clenching your teeth? Do you know if you're grinding your teeth at night? Do you have some tension here? I'll tell you that I do. I do. And I have to like keep working it because we have so much anxiety right now. You turn on the news and you see like morgue boxes. And so we're clenching and we need to unclench. And so if we, if people come away with nothing more from this interview than my IG handle and the knowledge to be conscious of their clench and their stress response and doing just self-massage in these areas, they will be doing healing work on themselves. So when they're ready to engage erotically, um, that their bodies will be open and their channels will be open because I'm seeing an extraordinary amount of women who are in a clench down. Yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, I work in this uh, space every single day and I just mm -hmm. started sleeping with a mouth guard and uh -huh. I, just, I just went through my first almost, it was about a week and a half migraine and I've never had a migraine before. And so I, as you're talking, I'm like, well, this hits, this yeah. sure hits. And I have a partner, uh, both of us have done extensive bioenergetic, tantra energetics, um, somatic. We haven't gone through the whole somatic experiencing practitioner certification mm -hmm. or anything like that, but we have friends and we've taken some mm -hmm. like low level stuff. So Generally speaking, we know what's going on and it's still affecting us and we're mm -hmm. aware of it. So as you're speaking, I'm like, wow, you're giving a lot of language and a lot of consciousness to some stuff that I feel like we've just kind of been bumping into and haven't really spoken directly to it. So nor, nor, nor did you know that other women are having it too. Right, right. Well, you know, because uh, traditional, it's not really traditional, but like Western medicine is going to say that it's a slew of other things. Here's a prescription. And the prescription is never an orgasm. You know, the prescription is never touch or something like that. At least it hasn't been in my world. So no, no. And it's actually the prescription. Right, right. And you can self-source it. So yes. we kicked this interview off with a bang, dropping some bombs, Miss Pamela. <laughs> um, so I'm sh sure, and myself included, I would love to hear a little bit how you became this dynamic woman that you are with all of this knowledge, helping so many people being the canary, as you said, what, what was your journey like that led you to being where you are now in this work? Okay. So I'll do a shameless plug. If you really, 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 really want to read my story. I heard it's in a book. Here's the book and it's called <laughs> shameless. A shameless how plug. I ditched the diet, the shameless plug is how I ditched the diet. Um, got naked, found true pleasure and somehow got home in time to cook dinner. You can get it on Amazon. I'm not self-published. Um, Rodale published me, and um, I think Penguin owns it. But you can still get it online in hardcover. And that's the full hard story. Um, the short version mm -hmm. is... Podcast version. Right, is I was a really good girl. And I was a kindergarten teacher, and I got married at 20. And to the only man I ever slept with. And I grew up with my, my a much older brother and sister who were from the Woodstock generation. And there was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm a good girl. And I will get married and make babies and make lamb chops for dinner with a vegetable and a carbohydrate for my husband. <laughs> and I can still remember the... Um, my wedding shower and squealing over spice racks and unwrapping cinnamon and going, oh, cinnamon. So like I was that girl and I taught kindergarten and I went through um, unexpectedly infertility. Mm 
at a very young age. I tried to get pregnant when I was 24. And um, that was really the beginning of my journey of becoming an activist for women. And so I became an activist for women through the world of fertility because I went through experiences. And apparently what I do is I have an experience, I learn from it, and I feel the need to tell everybody about it so that they can have a better journey than what I had. And so that led me to founding the American Fertility Association and becoming the best known fertility advocate literally in the world. So yes, I was on the Today Show a bunch of times. I passed laws in New York and New Jersey for you East Coasters Family Building Act. I did that biological clock. You know about that because I told you because I did a study <laughs> about it um, with with 46,000 women around the world and what they knew about their fertility. And that's what got me in Time Magazine and Oprah. And so bridging the world between our genitals and our heart and our world um, was how I started this. And talking about things that were shameful, like infertility, IVF, in vitro fertilization. Sweetie, 30 years ago, they were like burning crosses at IVF centers because it was an abomination against God. And I was with my little child on the Joan London show saying, see, he looks normal, doesn't he? He's a real live boy. He's not Pinocchio, right? And that was, you know, ending shame and creating access to care, um, teaching women how to, and couples how to be advocates, working with the LGBTQ community, that the path to parenthood isn't always straight. I mean, these are, this was the world I came from. And then at 42, I woke up, that's where my book begins, and everybody around me was having affairs. And I'm not talking about the dudes, I'm talking about my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about my sister, I'm talking about my best friends. Everybody was a sex goddess, except me. And they were happy. And I was eating cupcakes. <laughs> and through gay men, God bless you, gay men. If you're watching right now, I owe it all to a gay man. <laughs> I, I still continue to owe so much to gay men. Um, introduced me to this idea of sacred intimacy, erotic massage, sexological body work. My massage therapist, a gay man, telling me about how he was saving his marriage with his man by exploring this world. And I was like, massage? I could do that. That's not cheating on my man. I can do that. And so I went on this great explore and after about a year and a half of my life changing through this work, um, I had an eating disorder. It went away. Um, I can't even explain that, except that my body no longer needed the cupcake. My body was actually getting what it always wanted. And let's be clear. I was orgasmic since I was five. Same. My husband knew how to lick. My husband knew how to suck. My husband knew how to fuck. Nothing to do with my marriage bed being broken. It had to do with knowing that there was more inside of me that I didn't really understand myself as an erotic creature. And that's different than partner engagement. That's different than romance. That's about women understanding the power of our bodies. Why are we called witches? Right. I don't identify as a witch, but the women who were healers, the women who were witches, were women who were embodied, who had their voice, who were controversial, who were in the vulva. They were the ones with power. And they were the ones that were struck down. And so what this is, is actually bringing women back to that place where they've been tamped down. And I think we are rising. I mean, look, we have, we have a woman of color, you know, who's about to be our vice president. You know, life is changing. But on the micro level, Alexa, we are still cultured in to what it is to be a woman. Mm. So anyway, my journey, I went on. I did more. I'm really good below the waist. It's, it's my forte. <laughs> okay. And I 
had this huge experience. I had a blog. I was excited. This is back in the day, Alexa, when blogs were blogs. Right. Okay. Like not everybody had a blog right. and you could have an anonymous blog. Mm-hmm. And mine was called the Riverdale Goddess, the very unusual adventures of a not very ordinary housewife. And every day I would go on and pour my little heart out about my sessions and what was happening for me. And I had like 40,000 readers. And then my board of directors decided who I shared with a lot of these people. Once I started to explore spanking, again, ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. I was a few years ahead of Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just a few. I started to explore BDSM and power play and that freaked them out. And in fact, um, the, the man at that point who was the chair of my board, I was the executive director and founder. Um, he was a gay man. And he said to me, Pamela, being gay is one thing, but getting a spanking, that's not acceptable. And you know, <laughs> and so you come across all kinds of things. And so I had to leave my company had to leave being a fertility advocate. And I became an advocate for a woman's relationship with her whole body, mm. her whole self. And that was a little over 10 years ago. Um, Back to the Body is celebrating its 10th year. Um, we actually have a study about our work with women that was presented at ASAC and Quad S and as we published soon in a journal. And what I can tell women is that hands-on work, at least through our hands and through this study, will improve your self-image, will improve your relationship with your body, will increase what's called genital self-confidence. Did you know, Alexa, there's genital self-confidence? Well, I mean, the counter to it, I am very aware of, which would be not (laughs) confident. So I imagine, you know, not confident. And it's a booming business to uh, pay someone a lot of money to help you reconstruct it beyond me. So I'm very grateful to hear that there's a whole, sounds like a movement of genital confidence. Right. So you can develop genital self-confidence through this kind of work. You can develop the ability to initiate sex. You can develop the ability to name what you want. You can develop the ability to understand your yes and your no and your boundaries and how to communicate around sex. You can heal trauma, which is extraordinary to me. Don't even ask me how that works. Um, I think we just hold things in our bodies and having somebody be attentive to us and hold us as we release physically heals trauma Um, because women report healing um, trauma through hands-on work. Mm-hmm. And and there's more. I think one of the most important things may be they heal their relationships with other women. Mm. They find sisterhood. That's powerful. In through the shared experience. So that's how I got here. And so I've been I work in immersion because I don't believe in one-offs. Right. I, I think you need to be somewhere for three to five to eight days so that you can go through expansion and contraction in a safe container mm-hmm. that's held by professionals. Um, and I've been doing that like 12 retreats a year um, until COVID hit. And we took a break and um, we're back. And so now we're doing six retreats a year with eight women. So they're, they're pretty precious. They fill up really fast. And then we have the everyday program, which is the virtual, which I told you about. And then we do the room service for women who are like, I'm still so nervous Mm -hmm. about COVID or I'm just nervous about groups and I want to do this privately. That's available too. And we work in a triad, Alexa. So there's always a woman, usually me, with a male practitioner. And so there's always a woman holding the space. And the practitioners who work with us sign agreements. Do you want to hear what they promise? Yes, please. Pretty, 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 please. Okay. So they're not allowed. They they are not allowed to date our clients. If we find out that there's anything going on, they're gone. Okay. So they're not allowed to have any romantic relationships or even friendships outside the container. 
with our clients. They are not supposed to text, do social media um, with our clients. So, you know, if you see a picture of our women who are public, you won't see our one of our practitioners um, saying, wow, ladies, you're hot. I mean, that would not exist in my container. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, they keep their clothes on during sessions. They wear gloves for any kind of genital um, private touch. Um, we work on a massage table. It's always one way touch, which means the touch is towards the client. Right. Um, the client isn't encouraged to touch the practitioner back. Mm-hmm. which is really hard for women. They have to learn to receive pleasure. Imagine 90 minutes of just receiving an opening to pleasure and what women find out about their bodies during that time. Now, they can get a hug. And if they're on their knees and they need to support their bodies against the practitioner, they can. But we, we, but there's none of this stuff. Right. You know, or grabbing or hitting. <laughs> The practitioner. So we hold a really tight boundary. And they sign agreements to that. And um, it works. Yeah, I imagine that that helps to create the container so that what you ultimately want for your clients and what they're showing up for, they can actually get with those added elements of safety and security and all of that. So I'm sure that there's a number of listeners that heard gloves and genital touch and stimulation and all of that. And so I'd like to, like I said, at the beginning, I was like, if there's a topic that I, you know, want to double click on, there's one, because I bet that there's some people that are like, did she just say what I think? And, you know, cause they might be envisioning themselves as you're talking about this. I imagine mm-hmm. there's, there's a, probably a handful of people that are envisioning themselves at an event like this going, Oh shit. Or, Oh, that sounds delightful. And Okay, so just so you know, last night we had an event called Intimacy with a Purpose, um, where we showed a live demo. So women could actually see what we're talking about. And so if they they, um, get on my mailing list, they go to to backtothebody.org and sign up for the newsletter and all that jazz, you know, that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll get an invitation to the next time we do this, and they can actually see with their own eyes, which is incredibly impactful to actually see what's possible. So yes, we actually, with a woman's permission and her desire, and according to her boundaries, um, touch all the parts. And we don't just dive into genitals. And in fact, genitals is probably the last part of full body touch. And you can be fully aroused um, through the rest of your body receiving touch and sensation. Um, We have all kinds of lovely things that we support sensation with. Mm -hmm. And um, we use the full, the four pillars of our work is breath, sound, movement, and touch. And so we support the woman on the table to move, to breathe, to sound, and to receive. And our practitioners are trained sexological body workers or somatic sex educators, and they're certified. And um, they're usually 90 minute sessions. At retreats, the women get five sessions over a retreat, one almost every day. We usually take one day on the fourth day for integration. Mm-hmm. And then in private retreats, you know, there could be two sessions a day. Um, in the morning and in the afternoon. And um, your genitals are a part of your body. Yep. Nose, it, it, ear, it, labia. Yeah, it, labia, you know, it's... Finger, it, it, anus. It's your, it, it's your oracle. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're not connected to your... If you're not connected to your vulva, it's really hard to be connected to your whole body. That's what runs your energy. Arousal means awake. Arousal means awake. So what we try to do is teach women how to be in arousal literally all day. So here I'll drop, I'm going to do a name drop. So I'm in Oprah in November this month talking about what? Lotus lift meditation, arousal. And I was also in Oprah magazine last August talking about what? 
lotus lift meditation, arousal, because arousal is, I'm an arousal right now. I'm excited. I'm talking to you. I can feel my genitals. I can feel my whole body. It doesn't mean I need to go and um, masturbate. I don't have any need to masturbate. My body just feels awake and open and connected and teaching women how to use their energetic life force from their genitals to power up their whole body is the whole point of arousal. Mm. You know what's true, Alexa? Tell me. Most women don't know what their arousal feels like. Uh, it's a little soul crushing. And I'm sure that there's a few people that as you were just describing it, started to cultivate it inside of themselves. I mean, as soon as you say that you feel your vulva, I immediately go, oh, there's mine. Because <laughs> vulva is like a sisterhood. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the only vulva in the room. Like, I don't want to be the only vulva. Right. You, can, right? you know, your, your vulva talking to you, you can feel me too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so where, where was I on that? Um, got where I was going. But I think it might have had to do with the awake and the arousal. The, the awake and arousal. Okay, thank you. So many women are, I'm going to use the word victims, and I hate that word, of, of premature penetration. So what happens is when we start to feel arousal, we get wet. Mm-hmm. The men are taught if she's wet, she's ready. Okay, so they, they, they put their finger down there and they're like, okay, let's go. Ready to go. Ready to go. And right. the woman oftentimes doesn't have voice, doesn't understand, and doesn't have satisfactory erotic experiences. So what we need to teach men and women is that a woman to be fully in her pleasure, fully in her arousal can be up to 45 minutes of playtime. 45 minutes for that vulva. Right. to be filled with blood and lush and delicious. And right. wetness is not the litmus test. Right. Well, because wet doesn't necessarily mean it's arousal fluid. Wet exactly. can mean all kinds of other things. It could be cervical fluid. It just depends on what time of the month and if she's, and, know, and it could be could so be, many different things. And you could be aroused, but not aroused and, right. enough. Enough, yes. Not aroused enough. And most women have not had the experience of being fully aroused because when they go to masturbate, they pull out their power tool. I do it. I mean, come on, you can rub one off in three minutes. Right. Give me 10, I can rub five off. Okay. Right. That's a whole other experience right. than a woman enjoying her arousal, dancing in her arousal. When I'm witness, because I do live demos for women, um, they can't tell if I'm coming or not because the pleasure, the sound, the movement sounds like climax. Mm-hmm. not climax it's full on arousal right. and that's what women get to experience in one way touch so they don't have to do anything back and they know that they have 90 minutes to just explore their bodies uh, it sounds so good it is so good it honey. sounds <laughs> so good that- well, there's so many different types of experiences you can have with a vulva. And when you say a 45 minute <laughs> arousal time, it's like, I know sometimes it's like, I have shit to do today, but if you've got the the time you can create the space, I mean, why not have like the most delectable uh, dish that you can possibly have? I don't know how else I of course want to go straight to like a food Analogy. I always go to I always go to a food analogy. Food analogy. Yeah, it's like you can have the fast food and the fast food just suffices you are not hungry anymore. And then right. is nothing like, you know, a five-star Michelin. It's like a whole experience, the whole Absolutely. And let me tell you, my practitioners are epicurean. So it's epicurean touch. And what's nice about that is that it's not your boyfriend, it's not your lover, it's not your husband. You're not dealing with your relationship shit. They're not there for that. They're there to support you and your body. So you can explore things with a practitioner, maybe even things that feel like, ooh, edgy, shameful. I mean, for me to admit that I like spanking a decade and a half ago, that was like, oh, really? That was so hard. Mm. I couldn't tell that to my husband. But I was able to eventually tell my practitioner who was able to offer me experiences. 
that then in later allowed me to share with my husband. And so working with professionals who are there just for a purpose, it's intimacy with a purpose. And the purpose is you. And the purpose is so that you can feel safe in the container. You can put down your hypervigilance because you can't be hypervigilant and have an orgasm. <laughs> it, it, it just, it doesn't work. And how we built back to the body is around safety for women and giving women time. And people are matched with practitioners who they get to know before the retreats begin or the everyday program where they work virtually. So there's lots of ways that women can be accessing this. And, and what's also true, Alexa, is this isn't new. How we're doing it is new. Well, not that new, I guess, but relatively new in this lifetime. I mean, if it's got, if it happens on Zoom, then it's pretty new. Okay. But what you do on Zoom is not new. Right. So people have been doing hands-on healing work with women since 200 AD. And it comes back, it disappears, it comes back, it disappears. Touch heals. Mm-hmm. We know that. So I think I answered how I got here. <laughs> um, and you also answered almost everything else that I had as a question. I'm like, well, she got that. She did. She did I that. Know, I know one we didn't do. Which one? We didn't do body image and sex and aging. Yeah. How, yes. Those are towards the, the very bottom. But I was going to I was going to mention, though. And I, this was, this was my transition. You ready for it? Okay. I'm ready. It was, I love the events and the in-person and all of that. And then when I mentioned how I find your stuff on social media, there's always these like really like, I don't even know how to describe them. Uh, photographs. Mm -hmm. Like they're just fully expressed. There's no shame. It's I, I get to exist and all of me is, is welcome and gets to exist. And, um, I know some, sometimes your photographer is John Gunner. Sometimes. Yes. So John Gunner has been my photographer three times. Fabulous. Yeah. He was my photographer uh, a few weeks ago and got to, I got to cultivate or curate this experience where all of my, some of my best friends went to New Orleans. We rented the Hacienda Maison. Wow. And he he did a a boudoir shoot where all of us were in one room together and we rotated and we cheered every, everybody got cheered on and it was just, Super cool. Um, wow. For me, I do a lot of the talky stuff and the body. Ugh, I, I need people like Kenneth. I need people like you so that I can, once I get all the education and, you know, here's a want, will won't list and here's this checklist and that, but like, how do you go? Okay. Now I, in theory, know this thing that I want. Now, how do I actually have my body open up to having that experience? But anyway, so kind of touching on the body image piece and bringing in John Gutter and all of that. Cause it's, it's not easy for so many people to fully allow who they are and what they look like. And, you know, and it just to bear it all so we, we, so, it amazingly. Well, the first thing we need to do is put the mirror down. So first is to put the mirror down, put the blindfold on even and just feel and feel the curves of your body. Feel your shape. And I promise you, whether you're 90 pounds or 250 pounds, feeling the hands on your shape is beautiful. Flesh is beautiful to touch. We don't talk about that. But if you take a minute and, you know, squeeze your butt, whatever kind of butt you got, and imagine that's a lover's hands. What, is they, what are they feeling? Oh, that feels like really good. That feels really, are you going to, now take your hands and do the unthinkable. Put it on your belly. Squeeze that belly. And imagine that's a lover's hands. What is, what are they feeling? Is it sexy? Is flesh sexy? Is it, does it feel good to squeeze flesh? Is that hot to squeeze flesh? And muscle and bone, you bet your sweet bippy it is. It is really hot. And when we deny our lovers access to our body because of a number on a scale, or because we don't look 15 anymore, 
and we don't have a 26 inch waist at the moment. We are denying the world pleasure. You are denying your lovers. You are denying yourself. There is nothing sexier than an embodied body. Got that? If you are in your body, baby, you're (laughs) hot. So for those who are like, what does it mean to be embodied? You basically just said it, right? It means being in your body. So what's the alternative? Being in your head, being... Numbed out, being clenched, not looking at yourself, becoming a head Mm -hmm. in a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you You say to someone who has a tough inner critic? Oh, well, join the family. (laughs) You're not special. You're not special. You're not special, baby. I, I, I don't just have one in a critic. I have a panel. Uh-huh. Okay. I wake up with them in the morning. And they're like, good morning, Barbara. Oh, what, what child shall we criticize ourselves today? And then I go, okay, 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 okay. I got it. And then I put on my top, get the cleavage out, put on my little thing that makes me feel good about the world, brush up the hair. And I go, you know what? Not bad for after 50. Not bad. And if you don't like it, you don't have to look at it. But inside me, I'm the hottest girl in the room. And when I walk in the room, I always feel like the hottest girl in the room. Because you know what? My vulva is the hottest vulva in the room. Because she's a practice instrument. And she lights my fire. And it it brings me money. It brings me um attention it brings me love it's brought me a young lover oh my god i can't talk about that um i mean you totally can no i can't (laughs) um it has brought me things that i never thought i could have in my life Mm. and i'm having it all and i'm older than i ever thought i would be i'm chubbier than i ever thought i would be and i have lots of critics in the back of my head and I just invite them to the party. I'll go, oh, shame. Hi, shame. You want to play today? Come on in. Okay. Okay, body hater. You're around today? Terrific. Hop on. And I just invite them to the party. Along with love. Along with courageousness. Along with my willingness to show up every day. With my critics. And so my good guys and my bad guys, they're all hanging around. And to deny them and to say that you can cure them or totally evict them is such horseshit. Okay. And if you meet like some sex educator somewhere who says, you know, I love all of me all the time. And you just have to love yourself, sweetheart. Let go. Let go and love yourself. Okay. You got that? And don't be attached. No attachment. You got that, Alexa? (laughs) Let go. Love yourself. Don't be attached. Mm -hmm. You know what I say to that? Fuck you. (laughs) Okay, you are so not real. You are so not real. And you are selling women a bill of goods because we will get attached. Mm -hmm. It's hard to let go. Mm -hmm. You need to give women tools to let go. What is the tool? Safety. Taking away hypervigilance, teaching them in a safe space that it's okay to be in their imperfect body with their shame. Feel the shape of your body through the hands of another. See what that feels like. It's it's not enough to love yourself. Hmm. Okay. You know, that comes with time. And I don't always love myself. Sometimes I think I suck. And guess what? I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. I fail sometimes. I fall in the mud. I make a mess. So I think we need to lighten up. And if I hear like one more time, some chick yelling at me, and you may do this, so I apologize. I, <laughs> I don't know all your stuff. But, but you know... Just being having all these people on social media screaming at me to love myself mm-hmm. and screaming at me to let go and yeah. screaming at me about my attachment issues. And, you know, 
okay, thanks, but you're not helping. So Miss Pamela, I am not one of those. Yay! (laughs) I am not one of those. I show up, I show up in the mess. I teach and I teach through the mess and I'm very aware. I, well, I do my very best to meet myself where I'm at, which isn't always Mm -hmm. pretty, but it's a part of the process. And the more Mm -hmm. I try to deny it, the harder life gets to be for me and the further away pleasure is. So, (laughs) you know, definitely humaning with you and also on a journey to more pleasure. And it can get better. You can work with these things. Yeah. You can work with it and it all can get better, but you actually need tools. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to do it alone. So when you say you, you need to have tools for those things for everybody who's listening, if you think about that and you go, I don't have any tools, where do I get a tool? You know, it isn't a tool. It isn't a hardware store or something like that. That's the easier route. This is next level. You don't have to do it alone. You're not going to just know it lipstick. out of. Yeah. <laughs> Put lipstick on. Put lipstick tool. on. I mean, it's a tool. You need a team. Yeah. You need a team. No one should be doing this alone. Yeah. I don't do it alone. Neither do I. I've got a team. I mm-hmm. practice every day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the answer. I'm not a top-down teacher. Um, and so good for you for yeah. playing in the mess. Because that's where all the juicy, fun stuff is. I used to teach kindergarten. Well, you know, there was a number of things that you said today that I didn't know I needed to hear that. You know? So well, yeah. I, I recently got engaged. Wow. And, and so it was a, a big life thing that I was really ready for and really excited for. And, um, I wasn't anticipating some stuff to come up. And so then I go to my relationship coach because I am a sex educator. I'm in the sex, love and relationship space. And I also have a coach and I also have the Mm -hmm. person that I see when I want to help my, when I want the next level of understanding for my kink proclivities, or Mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm noticing that I'm stifling creativity or I'm stifling. When you said breath, sound and movement, I thought about Lori Handler's because she always says that too. And I'm like, Oh, I'm not making any sounds. So I go to my people to help me move through those things. And, um, and very recently some stuff has come up. I had a call with one of my, um, I call them my support squad. They're the people that Mm -hmm. I have enlisted to help me through this journey in life. And I had my, my call yesterday. And so I've been ruminating and contemplating on that today. I haven't had a chance to do my routine or get really fully into my body. And so hearing you speak and hearing how you are expressing yourself and getting to watch you, because I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this, but I'm actually looking at Miss Pamela right now <laughs> while we record. And she is just like getting close to the screen and she's moving her body around and all these things. And I'm like, oh, I needed this. So, well, so I just want to say- you. Thank you for having a conversation for all of my audience, but really though, thank you for having the conversation that I, I also needed to hear today. Well, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. So this was delicious. The last thing that is on the list. Um, and, and I'm really excited to hear this because when I hear people like you or Miss Lori or other people in this space that are a little bit further on the, uh, age journey than I am. And they are just loving life. I'm like, okay, I'm not afraid of this thing. So the question of sex and aging, and that's going to be our grand finale of the show. (laughs) Okay. So menopause has been misnamed. There is no pause. Menoplay, menosexual. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's free. It's meno freedom. Meno pleasure. Who named it pause? Some man? I don't know. But we've been medicalized. And, um, you know, the world never even understood menopause until recently because we were dead. We didn't have menopause. We just died. Because people died in, when they were 40. You know, you'd already had your, your children and, you know, and then you got tuberculosis or whatever you got, or you got consumed by warring factions or the, you know, the, the plague du jour got you. Um, 
And so it's only till recent times that we have women living in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. My mother came to one of my retreats at 92. She was ejaculating. Ejaculating, having orgasm. Um, and she actually hadn't had erotic touch in many years. Um, the body doesn't forget. You can become more erotic as you age. Um, my eroticism has grown tremendously in my 40s and my 50s. And sometimes you need a little lube. Oh, nobody ever said, you know, nobody ever said more lube is a bad thing. Okay. Nobody ever said that. And so, you know, there are things that we can do to take care of our vaginal health um, as we age. And um, those things are um, to, to stay connected to your pussy, um, to put insertables in your pussy if you're not having intercourse, to keep your vaginal canal open and ready for when you want to have intercourse. Because it is true, if you don't use your body, you lose your body. And so there's all kinds of things, you know, from jade eggs work to various dildos, insertables. Oh my God, fingers, fingers work, you know? Um, <laughs> giving your pussy love, self-pleasuring. Your loan programs, you know, like every day that can offer you directed touch with people. Programs, you know, we do vulvar mapping and, and, and guided masturbation, and it's all private. We have all these magical ways of, of helping women. Um, we have women from 21 to 80 in our program. Okay, it doesn't go away. You should be erotic throughout your entire life. And I love it when my mom asks me to go buy more lube or she broke her vibrator. Okay, so if my mom at 95, 95, mm -hmm. is having a relationship with her vulva, anyone can. It's just a willingness and we've been fed stories. And if you feel like you don't have desire in your 40s or 50s or 60s, you want to know what's going on? Tell us. You're bored. Mm-hmm. You're bored. That's all. Low libido is usually boredom. And so you need to figure out ways to bring anticipation, yearning, excitement, a little danger into your life. Right. And maybe that's working with a sex coach. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's listening to um, this podcast. Maybe that's as close to the edge as you can be right now, but you, can you feel your edge? Find your edge and go stand near it and you will age sexily. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then there was the permission I didn't know I needed as well. <laughs> You're a lovely Alexa. I'm so glad that I got to meet you. I'm so glad that we got to have this experience together as well. I am so looking forward to at some point actually experiencing in the flesh one of your retreats or something um, or something because, or something um because there's it's so it's so rare to come across what you are delivering i have not met or heard of anyone that is creating the experiences like you and your team are creating and anytime i hear anybody speak about them you write about them or I have a conversation with Kenneth or John Gunner about them, then I am like, oh, that's edgy and amazing. And fuck yes, I'm so glad that she is doing this thing that I'm sure throughout your career, so many people, if they, if people were the way that they were to me, to you and 10 years ago, then I can only imagine. I think that that made sense <laughs> what I just said, but basically yes. people weren't very kind when I came out in this no. space and and I am a millennial technically right. so and we've made lots of progress in this conversation so I can only imagine you know I'd like a spanking over 10 years ago 20 years ago what that looked like so thank you so much for your pioneering work thank you for all 
that you do, all that you are. I am so grateful to now Thank have you. this connection with you. Thank and I'm you. so looking forward to experiencing you in the flesh room. And if people want to know more about me, um, they actually, there's even a course they can they can now get for like 97 mm-hmm. bucks called Mind, um, Mind, Heart, Belly, Vulva. Mm-hmm. And they can access it on my website, which is backtothebody.org. Mm-hmm. And yes, I am super um, active on social media. I put out a lot of free writing. They can find me on Instagram at, at the Pamela Madsen. And I'm verified on Facebook. And to look okay. for their other Pamela Madsen, so look for the blue check. And I, I put out a lot of free stuff and a lot of free videos. And um, we need to create access for women. Agreed. And permission. So thank Agreed. you for being a friend in that. Absolutely. And having me on today. Oh, thank you. Yes. Everyone who's listening, check out the show notes. We're going to link all the cool things there that for those of you who are interested in participating and getting into Pamela Madsen's fold here, you have (laughs) access. And for those of you who might be listening and there's someone that you love dearly that you know needs to get into Pamela Madsen's fold, (laughs) then I have the link set for you. Thank All you. Right. You know what? Everyone needs a fairy sex godmother. Yes. You know, it's my role in life now. Agreed. Thank you, Alexa. I love Be it. Well. Thank you, Miss Pamela. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>